When were the auditions? I didn't try out for the part. This play? No, I must say I do much better with farce. This mask chokes off my air. Who wrote this script? How long ago? I understand that nothing's fair, but I don't want to do this show. When were the auditions? I'm really not right for the part. The audience is seated. Yes, I'm standing on my mark. Everybody except the beach party chaperone had left for the pavilion by the time my mother and her friend Isabel finished primping. The two stragglers walked toward the main road knowing their hair and starch cotton didn't stand a chance in the South Carolina humidity. When Isabel wished for a car, my mother said, If wishes were horses, beggars would ride. That's when Isabel thought of hitchhiking. It was in love's best interest that social standards were relaxed during wartime. As it turned out, fate sent these beggars a convertible with two fellas in it, students at the university happy to give them a lift. They were headed to the pavilion, too. My father was the handsome one in the passenger seat, a ringer for young Brando. Later that night, Brando boasted to his friend, I'm going to marry that little girl. And he did two days after finishing midshipman school at Northwestern. They had a sweet wedding on a freezing night just after Christmas. The church was so cold, Mama's teeth chattered through the whole ceremony. The newlyweds had only a few days together before my father reported for Navy duty, but three days were all they needed to plant the seed that eventually would be me. My father was stationed in California while my mother lived pregnantly at her mother's house. After a couple of months, Mama took a train from South Carolina to the West Coast to visit her new husband. I think it was courageous for a 19-year-old with morning sickness to make that long, rattly train trip. Her courage was fueled by the power of young love. When Mama got to California, she and Papa shared a single bed in the basement bedroom of a wealthy San Diego widow. Mama told me about standing with Papa at a bus stop, waiting for a ride to La Jolla. A number of buses stopped, but not one to La Jolla. When their bus didn't come and didn't come, they asked someone whether the bus would be stopping at that corner. They learned that a La Jolla bus had come and gone several times while they waited. They had been looking for a different spelling, something involving an H or maybe a Y. Babes in the woods, those two. My mother advertised for a ride back to South Carolina and got one with three officers' wives. It must have been a long trip, pregnant and in the company of older women she didn't know, and in a 1943 sedan. To this day, Mama still says, I declare you were grown when you were born. You never were a child. I don't believe my young parents were ready for a child when I came along in that first year of the marriage. Not that I wasn't welcome once I got here. I was born in South Carolina, nine months and two days after the nuptials. My father was still on the West Coast, and I didn't meet him until I was six months old. Everyone said that I looked exactly like him. Not that there was a question of paternity. You'd know that if you knew my mother. Mama recalls taking me to the train station to greet Papa the day he came back from California. She had me all dressed up in a little pink coat and bonnet. By the time Papa arrived, there I was with the red, tear-streaked face screaming bloody murder. So much for first impressions.
There was a reason Papa came back to South Carolina before the war ended. As a Navy ensign, he had orders to ship out when an ear infection intervened. Those orders were canceled when his eardrum burst. The ship left without him and didn't make it back. There were no survivors.